Just over two weeks ago, we witnessed the horrific scenes of a rabid mob invading the capital and disrupting the vote that would lead to Joseph R. Biden Jr. being certified, duly certified as the president of the soon to be president of the United States of America. I'm trying to imagine what it would be like to hear the voice of God saying, go to the capital and preach repentance to those people. Go to the capital and preach repentance to those people. We would very likely find ourselves wanting to go in the opposite direction as fast as we could, rather than having to go and try and preach repentance to those, to those crazies. And if that was the case, then we would be just like Jonah on hearing that he was to go to the heart of the Assyrian Empire. Now, up in northern Iraq, uh, Nineveh would be ruins just outside Mosul. Uh, and, and he was asked to go and preach repentance to them. Why on earth would he imagine that going to the belly of the beast would be a good idea? Well, if you know the story of Jonah, you know that it is a kind of parable, a kind of uh, parable about a prophet and about God's mercy. Jonah the prophet is probably based on a kind of gung-ho nationalist type whose, whose name is refer, who's referred to in the second book of Kings. But hearing the word of God, Jonah went hot-footed as far away from Nineveh as he could get. And it's while fleeing that in the story he quite literally winds up in the belly of the beast. He winds up in the, in the, in the heart of, in the stomach of a, of a large giant fish. And upon being delivered from this disaster, we hear our passage. The Lord, the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. And this time Jonah does what, he, what is asked. He heads to the capital and rather gracelessly wanders through preaching, 40 days more and Nineveh shall be overthrown. 40 days more and you will all be destroyed. 40 days more and you better forget it. And <clears throat> they repented. It's as if the guy with the painted face and the horn hat put on sackcloth and repented. It's as if the woman who plaintively said, is it possible my president has lied to me? It's as though she put on sackcloth and repented. It's, it's the organic food guy with his feet on the, speaker, the speaker's desk, so putting on sackcloth and repented, even them. And what happened, God did not bring calamity upon them that he had threatened. Now you might think this extraordinary change of heart was good news, was a basis for uh, potential unity, was, was, was something that could be heartily wished for but not so for Jonah. He wanted to see the Ninevites held to account. He wanted to see the Ninevites punished for their iniquity. He wanted to have their them to have their comeuppance, but their repentance was genuine and Yahweh was merciful beyond measure. Now I confess that I'm not, that it's hard for me to imagine the mob at the Capitol on the Feast of the Epiphany actually repenting. And I'm not miserable that some of them are being held accountable. But I can still get my mind around the truth that God is merciful beyond measure, that God is always merciful beyond measure, especially in the face of a turning of the human heart, which is what, which is what repentance is. I can get my mind around the truth that there is always hope even for those benighted souls who have been manipulated to believe they were doing God's work aided and abetted by cynical, hungry power, hungry 
power-hungry people who should know better. Can we not imagine some, if not all, coming to their senses, turning back toward what matters, rediscovering themselves as if waking from a bad dream? For that is the nature of repentance. Metanoia is the Greek word, turning. Uh, it's the turning of our lives back toward what really matters so that we become more fully anew the people we were created to be. Fast forward to Jesus, the beginning of the good news. He says, the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. He announces a new beginning for the world. I love one suggested translation of this text that I came across recently, which was, uh, the time is fulfilled. The culture of God, the culture of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. And it's a mark of this new culture, as a mark of this new culture, Jesus calls his first disciples to, to radical newness of life, saying, follow me, follow me into a new way of being, follow me into a new way of life. Let's, let's mark something radically new here. Were there echoes, were there echoes of this call to newness of life, in that thoroughly decent inaugural speech we heard only two weeks after the riots, were there echoes in that when we're being called to be our best selves, when we're called to imagine, even for a moment, walking in another's shoes, uh, called to work together, even and perhaps especially when we disagree, but to disagree within the context of a sense that we are all people under one nation, and, and all seeking the best for everyone. Can we not here turn again to what really matters, toward what really matters, repent? Let's find a way forward together, even and perhaps especially when we disagree. Now, I'm not naive enough to think that one speech is going to undo years of lies and conspiracy theories and madness that float around the fringes of society among white nationalists and others. But I find that I am personally ready to lay down something of which I was only vaguely aware, and that is the bile and the vitriol, the raging vitriol I have carried in my heart toward some of my fellow citizens, fellow creatures of God. And I want to return, I badly want to return to civility, and I want to do my part to bring it about. I want to walk in the shoes of others. I want to make manifest the, the way of love, the beloved community, the culture of God. And it's because I'm remem remembering Nineveh. I'm rem remembering how Nineveh repented. And I'm remembering Jonah's anguish. And I'm remembering above all, the wideness of God's mercy. There's a wideness in God's mercy, like the wideness of the sea. I hope that many of you will want to join me in doing whatever we can to build up to lay down our rage, our fatigue, and to build up something new, something beautiful, something wonderful. As we will sing together in a moment, there is a wideness in God's mercy. There's a kindness in God's justice, which is more than liberty. The love of God is broader than the measure of the mind. And if we can grow in faith, then our whole life can be thanksgiving for the goodness of the Lord. Our whole life can be thanksgiving.
for the goodness of the Lord. I offer this in the name of God, who creates, redeems and sustains us.